Hello and welcome to the Dharma Life podcast. I'm your host, Aloise Surfleet Middleton. Each week I show you how to build a life in alignment with your soul. I interview top thought leaders changing the world with their work. And I also show you how you can build a life in alignment with your soul, do your Dharma, be happier, healthier, live longer and have a deep sense of unshakable inner peace. So without further ado, let's dive into the next podcast. Hey, Louise, Eloise. I'm just going on over the last 24 hours and wow I think everyone's been in on tender hooks you know it's um it's been insane how are you feeling and thank you for coming on to lovely to to be with you lovely to be with your audience Alpa a very uh, in admiration for the work you're doing so I love the fact that you are standing in your power and telling the truth and uh, I was a pleasure to come talk to you today yeah, no, same. And I said right back at you, Eloise, because you know I've been following your journey. It seems like God knows years ago since we did our first show on your uh, on the Dumbledore podcast. When was it? I think it was in September. And I don't know about you, but the last three months have really felt like eternity. The first half of the year went very quickly, even though we were in lockdown. But from September onwards, right through to the end of last year, so much has happened. Um, it's uh-huh. felt like t- like a year, you know, uh-huh. those four months towards the end. And I don't know about you, but um, this is like an emotional roller coaster. And I think some of the things that you teach are so important and relevant, like like right now. And I'd like to talk about that today, about grounding and you know the necessity of <laughs> grounding, especially in times like this, because as truth is as well. Um, so I'd like to say something quickly about that. I. Th- I see myself as just a normie that has just realized um, that a lot of bad things were happening on the planet. Um, And while I've considered myself to be a little bit of a curious soul and a loner in sort of spirit and different from people, I've just been living in my own bubble. And um, then all this stuff has happened and oh my God, we're living the greatest movie ever that's ever going to be told. Um, But I am very appreciative of people like yourself where we learn about things like grounding. I love talking all things Akashic Records um, and spirituality. And I think you have been so, so pivotal in this movement with Charlie Freak, with your podcast every week um, and with, uh, what's his name, the the guy that you do. Oh, Josh. Josh and the other one. Do you do it with Santos as well? I don't, I don't, no, not you, Santos, I know you, you Santos, but yeah, but he, he does some great stuff, but it's all within that same sort of subject. So a big thank you for what you're doing for the community, because you're holding the light, you're holding the light a lot more on the spiritual side. I feel like I'm a bit of a Facebook assassin, you know, really focusing on what's going on with the elections. So thank you. No, thank you. No, no, no problem. But I think what's so wonderful about you and your what you're doing is you've just leaned into your role. And that's why I would say to anybody listening is we've all got a part to play. Um, and it's doing what you feel comfortable with. And 
well, I say comfortable because I do believe comfort zones are straight, they to be stretched, but um, I suppose a better way of looking at it, it's where you feel you fit into the big jigsaw puzzle. So, for example, myself, you know, I kind of uh, was privy to a lot of this information, you know, 15 years ago, um, and it felt so massive and so big then, I just didn't know what to do with it. Um, so I just intuitively knew that I just was here to wake people up. And if we could shift consciousness on the planet, then we could change things. Um, but again, I didn't really know how I was going to do that, but that's the beginning of the spiritual journey and the spiritual awakening. And as you've discovered, Alpa, like when you really lean in, you're just guided. Yeah. So to the last week. 15 years though, Eloise, that's a heck of a long time. And I, I have that a lot with people on my show that say they've been awake for a very long time. I feel like a complete novice in this. You know, it's nine months in, in terms of what's been going on politically with the children and basically how our world has been operating for God knows how long. I paid little attention to that. I was paying attention to what was going on inside me for the last 10 years. So it's almost like I was spiritually equipped to deal with what, what was thrown at me, you know, at 3D level, at a 3D level. However, 15 years is a long time. May I ask then, like, how did the journey start for you? Like, what was your experiences um, 15 years ago? What did you find out that, you know, attributed to your awakening? Sure. Um, well, my whole life fell apart. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think I, th I think we have agreements and I think we have contracts before we kind of come in. So I think you had a contract to wake up when you did. Um, and, I, and I think we we can't awaken all in one go because it would be. <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of wake up in different stages at different levels. Um, and so for me, my primary lesson to begin with was healing and health and wellness. My, my mother suffered with very bad chronic depression um, to the point where she tried to take her own life a couple of times. Um, and unfortunately, it was kind of like what I would call a learnt behavior and a pattern that ran down the female side of my family. Um, so at the age of 21, I found myself having a nervous breakdown. Wow, this is a lot to see your mother in that, in that situation. Deep wounding. It was hidden actually in my family. It was what it's the shadow, you know. Obviously, we're seeing the collective shadow coming up now. Yeah, you know, I think, yeah, yeah. And I think all families have. I would like to say, in the past, <laughs> all families had secrets. You know, it was almost like uh, we had alcoholism and depression in our family, which was the family secret. You know, and so I actually didn't find out the extent of the um, family secret until I was twenty-eight. Um, and by that stage, I've been suffering with depression for eight years. Um, and I think in hindsight, you know, I, I know my family, they just wanted to do the best as families do for all of us. And so they, I think they felt by talking about it, it might mean that I would get it. <laughs> Whereas actually the opposite was happening was because I didn't hadn't seen anybody go through it or talk about it. I didn't think I was normal. Um, rejection. And I didn't know what to do and I didn't know who to tell. So I just drank alcohol um, and and kind of just tried to forget about it and, and thought I was just a bit abnormal, abnormal and couldn't understand why I had this kind of big depressive episodes. And, you know, then it would come out in a lot of it was to do with my emotions in our family. We didn't talk about anything. <laughs> we didn't feel. Um, and as we're seeing with this collective awakening, a lot of us have been taught to put our trauma and to put our 
dirty secrets and push them down. You know, so what happens when you first spiritually awaken is you start to feel again and all of that stuff that you've shut down starts to come bubble up to the surface for you to look at and for you to process and for you to heal and for you to deal with. But of but of course, nobody, again, in our society, we don't talk about the seven alchemical levels of spiritual of evolution. So we don't know what's happening to us. So we think, oh, my God. And so that was exactly kind of the journey that I, I went on. For eight years, I was depressed. And then my spiritual awakening was about 28. Um, I had a sort of simultaneous Saturn's return with my mom. My mom was actually tried to commit suicide. And I was guided to where she was with voices in my head. Wow um so do you think that was a at the time when you started would you call that channeling god you know what that that woke me up so much Alper. as you can imagine i went from being a girl who didn't have any faith um to somebody who instantly had faith yes. because you know when you in my family that my dad was an atheist my mom wasn't really very religious i didn't really know you know, um, but actually I realize now the reason I was so lost in my early 20s is I didn't have my connection. I didn't have my connection to the higher power. Um, so at 28, when that happened, it was catastrophic. But obviously my mum, you know, was okay. But what it opened me up to was my higher connection. And that was what I'd been seeking. Um, you know, and then from that point onwards, I lent into it, you know, like just as you have done, you know, this last year, you know, I kind of was like a bit of a sponge and um, went out and tried to learn everything I could possibly learn first in kind of personal development. Um, the was that, was that in one year or was that 15 years ago? That was 15 years ago. 15 yeah. Years ago, okay. Yeah. So at 28, basically I had the spiritual awakening and I suppose when you've got somebody talking in your head and you've never had somebody talk to you in your head before and that, you know, the voice literally guided me to where my mum was, you know, my sister was saying to me, well, how do you know we turned right? And I'm like, I'm just being told to turn right, you know. Um, wow. It was Can such a weird question call. about that. When you say voices in your head, because this is really powerful, and I think the viewers will really love this. And I'm first of all, um, thank you for sharing that. I'm so 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 humbled, and um, that's brave, and that's you know that's vulnerability and courageous because a lot of people find it difficult to share their stories. Um, so openly and courageously and vulnerability is something that we're not taught we're not taught any of this we're not taught to you know lean into our emotions and you know really feel them and really honor them mm. uh, which is told to suppress so the voices in your head um literally i get downloads this is why i i, I want to know about this because i just I'm, I'm trying to let it all flow but there's a sense of knowing, and I don't know how I know, but it's not voices. So what happens to you? What are you experiencing? So if you were to describe it like accurately, what happens is, is it literally someone talking to you? Well, I think there's different levels. So in that instance, it was like a booming voice, like, you know, Magenta Pixie describes talking in her ear. Um, normally my connection, probably to similar to how you feel, experience it. Now I, I get nuggets. I always believe when with the ego, you can tell the difference between your higher self and your ego, ego by, by the way that the thoughts come in. So I tend to find if something drops in, it, it's like a ding and it's like, oh, that's a great idea. That is because it's coming from somewhere higher. If it's kind of a negative thought or a program, then generally it will be ego related. And so, of course, once you start to quieten the mind, it's easier to distinguish between the two. And generally speaking, obviously, the ding is usually a higher 
it's kind of a, a, like a high vibrational thought or idea. And then I think I said to you, Alpha, this is my best friend. Yes, um, yes. Uh, yeah. Because then I can test and check actually what type of idea it was, whether I should action it. And um, for those of you listening, I've got I've got a um, pendulum here. And while you're using a pendulum, it helps you increase the connection to your higher self. Um, and so from that, that's how I get the, get my information. And then what I tend to do, I don't I don't have, you know, now I don't have voices speaking to. Me. I've had it a couple of times. Usually it's when there's kind of heightened situations. Um, but normally what I do is I just have a kind of ongoing dialogue with my higher self, with my guides. Um, I'm asking them questions, I'm asking them for solutions, um, and then I just let go. Um, yeah. And then I find that, you know, they'll provide the answers in some shape or form. Yeah, and they guided you to help you with your mum. Yes, I just still don't know to this day. I, I feel like it was my grandmother coming through, actually, and, yeah. and talking. But um, what I was just going to say, so I just thought, was there some kind of ancestral guidance that supported you? um in this and did you get a feeling of who it would be and you've just said your grandma so yeah again so now what's happened to me there instantaneously is someone's helped you um so it's not literally voices it's it's, it's a guide but it could be a family member so i start picking these things up with people and it's just not knowing how to tune in like really it's like oh but oh my god i was warned about that or you know situations that happen because i still feel there's a bit of a disparity between that connection where i feel i'm still kind of 3d it's just that unwiring of of um really connecting internally acutely if that makes sense so it's like saying yep i know that see i learned this technique where i stand straight literally stand straight and i close my eyes and we find out our yes and no's and it's an emotional freedom technique uh, where you're you're kind of like just asking a question so you first find out you can ask a basic question like is my name alpa right and you'll see which way your body leans forward i'm not sure if you've heard of that mm, yeah yeah, yeah you can do it like this as well you can do it through um using this you can do yes or no through uh so basically you would ask a yes or no question it's whether it's strong or whether it's weak and but you'd have to set the wet the that weak and strong um my name and it's a bit like muscle testing basically is my name alpa so yeah is my name aloise is strong is my name alpa is weak is my name okay is my name alpa yeah. strong yeah. yeah is my name aloise weak okay. and then you can do the same with your arm so you can do the same um, with people and you basically because you're you're muscle testing but your unconscious your consciousness knows who you are and what you are and so you're if i said my name obviously you would push be pushing me down but my name is aloise would be strong and then my name is alpa i wouldn't have any strength yeah wow and look at how much hidden knowledge there is about these things our body has the most amazing um ability to heal itself and we've got so much um so many powers we we deal with our five senses so much but little do we know about our sixth sense as much we talk about our gut i mean our gut is the the, the second biggest brain it's the brain of our sort of spiritual compass as well and we hold so much information in our in our gut um but we don't trust ourselves enough because we're not taught to well, also we've been, like you said, we've been forced into our into our left brain, and we've basically been taught to distrust our right brain. 
And yeah. also when you've got a lot of trauma and when you've got a lot of um, trauma that you're holding down, your energy system is having to use a lot of energy to suppress all of that, ne that negative energy. So as you start to go on your spiritual path and you start to wake up and then you start to do your healing work, what you're doing is effectively integrating that energy into your energy system. So they say raise your vibration. What they're talking about is you're raising your vibration because you're integrating that dead, stuck energy that you've been repressing. So yeah. the shadow work that everybody's being encouraged to do right now on the planet is for exactly that reason, because what we um, repress will keep coming back. It's like your shadow wants to be integrated. So situations will kind of pop up because your shadow is saying, well, hold on, I don't, I don't want to be over here. I want to be in, integrated into you. Um, yeah. so, so, and of course, triggers, like triggers, right? Um, the way I would probably just describe it is the parts of you that have been disowned, because basically yeah. your shadow is like the part of you that's been disowned. So if you imagine, let's take you through an example. So for people listening as well. So when we're little, we are taught that certain things are acceptable in our family environment and certain things aren't. So if you think about where you got love in your family mm -hmm. and also what wasn't acceptable in your family. So I'll give you my example and then maybe you can share yours. So in my family, I think I said to you, emotion, being emotional and um, crying wasn't acceptable in my family. So that literally was part of my shadow. I was not emotional. And now, you know, I've worked with lots of people and obviously it, it ranges from talking about feelings, talking about emotions. It could be something really bad happening like abuse um, in the shadow. Um, but generally speaking, it's a way or certain type of behavior that we're not allowed to do. Yeah. So can you think of things in your family? Yeah, definitely. Um, one of the things when I started and embarked on this journey was I didn't even have a plan or an agenda. I would just, I came out. And I was like, oh, my God, this is, you know, crazy about what's happened with the children. Anyway, sort of nine months down the line, I'm here without any kind of map for this journey. And I think a lot of people can say that. In that, though, before all of this had started, in my own personal journey, I, I have had quite a lot of trauma. Um, and the ability to be able to speak about it will come naturally at some point when my inner sort of child is ready mm. to, to perhaps speak about it because I know it will help people um, and, and I sort of get stunted when I start talking about it but um, exactly the same as you emotions were very suppressed growing up you know for for um, oh god I get a bit get a bit flustered <laughs> I get a bit shy when I start see look it's happening again you know when you're trying to speak about an emotion or an emotional wound from a young age um I just seem to get stunted but um, so, that, so that's the inner child basically yeah. you're experiencing there is your is your hurt inner child because yeah. you know again the shadow work and the inner child work is the stuff that we've got to do um, yeah. Otherwise, we just project it on, on, inadvertently on, onto others. Yeah, and I think I think for me the the biggest sort of challenge was um, speaking about things publicly because being from an Asian culture, it's the shame. Yes, it's the shame culture and keeping things very preserved and not 
you know, washing our doors dirty laundry in public and right. speaking about So that's like a perfect that. example. Yeah. That is so, and, I, and I get example. that. I mean, I'm very sort of vocal with people I trust and, you know, my friends and have been really open about exploring my emotions and how I feel and doing the shadow work and doing that inner work, which is why I feel the strength that I have today to do what I'm doing and really not caring about the sort of repercussions of people's opinions or that because right now it's come to the right dharma right and you, you understand this more or understand this very well and it's the call to righteous action and for me it's just this energy that came in and suddenly i didn't even think about my public speaking fear or the shyness that i have um I, you know I, I used to get very shy very easily as from a little girl so the cause is greater than the pain so yeah you totally got out your own way because what you were fighting for basically completely diminished what the self-consciousness that you were feeling and that that is i love that i just want to pick up on that album because for people listening you know that is such an amazing way to motivate yourself to lean into your purpose like whenever i you know this year for me has been massive you know i've had to get out of my comfort zone and do big shows you know and I, I didn't even like being on camera you know so um, but the way I do that is I focus on who I'm serving and who I'm helping. And if I can just do one conversation that helps one person, and like you just experienced, it totally shatters the sort of nervousness we have around doing what we need to do, really. Yeah. But this journey took me, um, and just very briefly, because I, I just want to come back to um, the stuff that you teach, but what this journey, this inner journey, over the last, I'd say, um 37 years because it's been quite turbulent for that long um and you know from perhaps i don't want to reveal my age here right now but you know it's been quite quite long yeah and and um it, that in the standing that i get i get so many people from a variety of different walks of life i just pick up on energy it was this very empathic nature that i'd have and something would tell me um it's like i can smell their hurt I can smell someone's pain um, and, and I can really feel it. And I used to feel like kind of like I, the energy would, would catch on to me, their energy. And I feel drained quite a bit because I didn't understand. I wasn't taught how to protect my own energy. Of course, mm -hmm. now I do. And you've really helped me with in the last week as well, um, coming on the public arena. And I do a lot of uh, protect, protection work as well. We have to. We have to because energies are so rife at the moment and everything's all over the show. And the demonic energies are crazy right now. And, you know, we have to um, yeah, protect ourselves all the time. I think... The lack of awareness with all of that stuff is and it's because we're so consumed and that vulnerability right now to speak about what we're speaking about, it gets me personally into a tears because it's like, oh my God, I don't know where to start. How do I say it without kind of saying too much? And all of that stuff happens and it's like, shh, quiet, you know? So it just sounds, I end up sounding like a fumbling fool, you know? So that is, that's one of the things to suppress speech, to suppress expression. Um, and for me, that's been the greatest challenge. You know, mm. Well, I think you've done bloody well. <laughs> <laughs> if this is you, like, in a year, then, you know, that's fair play. It's very... It's oh, very thank you. Uh, but, you know, and I know that's where I, I, I'm just always inspired by people all the time. So, like, when I hear... When we did our first chat, Eloise, it was really nice because I think I was in full flow. I was just come off Charlie Ward's show. I think you must have heard me on one of his shows. And then and I was I saved the children talking about that with this like 
huge energy. That would have been, yeah, that would have been in September. But look at the sort of cycles we're going through right now. We're learning every single day. Not only something new at 3D level, what's going on with Trump and all that madness, but spiritually, I think we're learning something every single day. And, and, and that's the way it should be. You know, if you think basically what they have done, the Baal have kept us in poverty consciousness, they've kept us in materialism, they've kept us in the consumerism. Everybody is fighting to survive. And money has been the way that we perceive that we have to do, you know, what we have to do and how we achieve. And so people haven't develop their spirituality and so we've been spiritually bankrupt really and it's only since the energy on the planet has been rising you know since 2008 yeah. really where meditation mindfulness all this stuff has like really come in and now obviously we're seeing this mass awakening as we go into the age of aquarius and now what's wonderful about this is actually our birthright is to have abundance and this is what i'm doing my latest challenge on is help helping people clear out the blocks that they've got from past lives and blocks in the Akashic records they might have from the current life. Because as multidimensional beings, we work on three levels. You know, it's you and I are in the 3D, we can see each other. So we have to take action in the 3D. The fourth dimension is our thoughts and our emotions. So that's why visualization, having vision boards, you know, thinking about what we want is so important. And then obviously clearing any blocks that we've got from past lives really helps us. So what we're seeing is humanity is kind of going into this period now in the age of Aquarius, where we're going to go into this golden age, but there's still work to do. You know, we have to work on ourselves. We have to clear our poverty consciousness. We have to clear our shadows. We have to do our inner child work. And actually all we're doing is really our spiritual evolution. You know, we're doing our spiritual journey and that's where I, I come in and I thrive because have, you know, having, gone on this journey for the last 15 years now I get to help others and that's yeah. obviously what I do with my Dharma Life Academy and that's amazing that's amazing so you teach and you you do yoga as well right um the Dharma Life Academy is a monthly membership where I teach different programs so I have a um do your Dharma program which helps people unlock basically and discover their purpose and understand how that works because often we think oh we don't you know i don't know what my purpose is but again we've totally been fed a lie you know we've been told to do get the proper job and stay safe and you know all this rubbish where actually what you should be doing is doing the thing that really excites you because you can manifest and create the reality you want yeah. and actually each of us have almost like a soul blueprint that Absolutely. when when we because that's what i can do with the akashic records is i can go in and i can see your exact blueprint right. so for example with myself i know that i'm a 40 percent communication soul 20 percent wisdom soul 20 percent power soul and six percent truth wow so what it gives me is a blueprint so i know where i need to be functioning and how i need to be operating so you know i i like to have an understanding of what is going on in the planet like everything that's going on right now i know what's going on but i don't feel it's my focus my because i'm a power and a wisdom soul and a communication soul i know i'm a teacher and it gave me that confidence to know that i'm a bridge into this kind of fifth dimension and what we can do in the Akashic Records I can see what you are what your blueprint is and then I can see how in or out of alignment you are in the 3D reality and in the 4D reality 
So when I do my coaching work, when I'm working with someone is I go in and I look at their soul blueprint. And then we basically say, well, what is it you want to create in your life? You know, and so they'll say, okay, this is my vision for my life. And what we'll do is work together to remove any blocks. Say, for example, you had, um, like I had, I'll, I'll share this with you. Um, I had a past life where I um, was a kind of, well, well-known, quite well-respected, rich, famous woman, but I got criticized. And um, apparently I got criticized quite heavily for some, for some shape or form. I didn't get all the ins and outs of it, but I had a program and pattern running that you can't have it all. And so if you've got programs and pattern running like that, it means it it impacts this reality. So if you've got past life stuff, so for example, speaking up, you might have past lives that are also influencing this life around you speaking up. And the reason you were matched with your family is because energetically and vibrationally, you would chose that family to overcome those speaking up issues unfortunately that's karma and generally we tend to repeat the pattern when we go in the akashic records i can clear it so it means it becomes easier for you to step in to who you want to be and who you are at soul level yeah yeah and i 100 percent agree with you that we do choose our family and everything that happens in our lives is ultimately because of us we are responsible for everything that goes on and the blueprint of our lives and i love this because a lot of people ask me um over the years after what is akashic records and i stumbled across all of this over the last 10 years so within my inner journey i was looking at past lives um you know coming into contact with healers along the way some good some not so good and you have to be careful uh, in this sort of journey because lot of charlatans out there so I have been kind of stunned but it taught me a lot in this sort of silent journey that I was going uh, before any of this and um, I I actually did um, got a very good healer that I speak to now and it it just so happens that I did have a past life where my tongue was chopped off that's gonna be crazy (laughs) so for speaking out uh, speaking out and um, I have a past life where the this whole subject of the children uh, as a chap traffic child possibly so wow. you know, that's that and so everything this sort of anger this rage that i'm feeling right now it it, it was just insane um i know everyone's feeling so much but i just never will forget the day that i found out and i just was broken uh broken but to the extent i just didn't want to didn't want to live that's how that's how bad the pain was and it took me three weeks to recover and I just remember going into my mum's room, going to my mum, just crying and sobbing and sobbing. And that was a massive release because after I walked out the room, it was almost like this background music sort of went off and it's this, this Shakti rising. So all I could think of was the mother goddess and that's all I could, could feel. And I could hear saying that this is, this is your, you are doing something here now and this is your duty. This is your duty and your call to action. And I was just like, but I feel really like broken and going into victim mode myself. Yeah, because oh my God, I don't want to live. I, don't, I, can't, I can't be dealing with this. How can we live on a planet like this? I didn't realize how can I have not known? You know, and it was going through these crazy moments. And then along the way in this journey, within this trajectory, I realized, okay, and everything started piecing together with past life connections. So I absolutely hear you that it's really important to clear these past lives. But let's go back to the Akashic records where 
Um, for a lot of people who don't understand that, so it is the blueprint of our life, yeah, of our soul journey. Is that correct? Yeah. So, so if you think of that, a lot of people visualize a library, um, yes. but realistically, you know, your soul has had many lifetimes, and every single decision that you have ever made is stored in the Akashic records. So when we make choices that are towards our soul's blueprint, we create positive karma. When we make choices that are away from who we are at soul level, we create negative karma. So often what I've found since I've been started doing this work and um, um, is that all these people like you and I had some karma, for example, I think I said to you previously, but of course I can clear it. So what I found now is that everybody coming into my space, I check with them whether I have any karma with them and I keep clearing it. Maybe that's why I kept forgetting to ask you um, when I, I really, like this is really bizarre and, and, and let's, let's talk about this because I kept, you've been on my mind and it was just like every time I went to send an email or something, something would get stuck and I'd just forget about it. And I just sort of like fob it off as me being a bit of a dory because I am, it's like a five second memory and then I just don't know where I end up. But it was like almost like a resistant trying to, resistance to do this because I wanted to speak about the Akashic records. And I, I know we can speak about the elections and all of that and what's going on with Trump. And But I want to offer a bit of diversity in what I what, what what I'm really about and it's not just this and this sort of stuff really floats my boat the Akashic records past lives spirituality you know this is really where I, what I've been looking so to interesting so, yeah over so interesting years. and I never really had an outlet to speak to anyone about it because the people that I know my friends they don't get it they in fact sort of mock me and sort of like oh here she goes off with her numbers again so it is it's even talking about it now there is so much understanding about everything that I hear, but as I'm evolving on this global sort of platform, I'm slowly becoming more and more confident. It's not that I don't get it or understand. I know so much about these subjects because it's like, oh my God, I started like 2008. 2008 is pivotal for me, really, really pivotal because it was the start of my downfall. Um, in my work, within my, my engagement broke off. I mean, so many things sort of happened for me. So it was the start of the dark night of the soul for me. And it was a really, and it, literally by 2009, it was the darkest night of the soul for me. So maybe one day I'll speak about that. But yeah, going back to the Akashic Records, how did you learn all of this? Did it come to you? So going back to the voices in your head, was it something that just came to you saying, Aloise, right, you're going to, you're gifted now to be able to teach somebody about Akashic Records. This is where my curiosity lies. <laughs> so um, a very dear friend of mine, who's also been a kind of, she's a friend and a mentor and a teacher. She um, was doing this work a couple of years ago and she said it was really powerful and impactful on her life and I trust her opinion um, and at the time I was running a um, organization a, a global leadership organization and I and I was looking for ways to um, to help my, my um, to help myself in that organization like I wanted to step into the leader that I was and um, how the Akashic Records work, if, if you imagine, like, I, I believe that everything is inside out. So what, what I mean by that is what you think, feel, believe inside is reflected back to you externally in your yes. reality. 100%. So, so the way I look at kind of what's outside is it's my mirror to what's going on in, inside. Um, and so with the Akashic Records, what 
what you do is you go in to the Akashic Record and you basically, first of all, find out who you are at soul level, but you also find out, you know, if there's any dominant lives that are blocking you in this lifetime. Now, I ended up probably working with the lady that I work with for maybe, oh, to be honest, probably about two or three years or kind of on and off because when you do clearings, you then have to wait a month or so before you can do another session. But what I experienced was my soul vibration rate increase. So all of us have a, a kind of consciousness level. And as you do this work, you're releasing blocks to your soul vibration increasing. Um, and so what that basically looks like is all the things I started to want to achieve, I started to achieve. Now, how it works is you have to um, be aligned on all three levels. So I'll give you an example. In my spiritual business, in money and business, I'd never had a problem. I was in the corporate life. I made good money. Um, money, I've been very blessed. Touch wood. Money has obviously got good karma around money. When I first moved into working within a spiritual business, I couldn't make money for love nor money. And I couldn't get it because I was like, I don't get this. I've got high money consciousness. I don't understand. Anyway, working with the lady that I worked with then, I discovered that I had had a past life where I was a teacher and I'd made almost like an agreement with this lady that I was working with that I wouldn't charge for my services. And so consequently, that past life was influencing me in this life. Now, to, to say it was like turning on a tap, it was really weird because I did this session and then since then, fit people clients and things have flowed and that was a couple of years ago and so, so that, when you say that you've discovered this past life was that through your own damage or through your mentor no that was the lady that i was working with so basically i i my husband then went through the work as well and so he went through the work and and for example he had a vow of silence and he was a monk in a past life and to give you an example my husband used to drive me mad Alper, if i'm honest because when we first got together he was divorcing um his ex-wife and he would never share with me what was going on and it used to make me feel like some psycho girlfriend because i was wanting to know what was going on but what i discovered was that he he when we he did his work he had a vow of silence so again when we cleared this vow of silence it my husband went from naught to 60 and suddenly started to speak his mind like i've never heard him speak his mind and i remember because what happens is you get a rush of vital force energy and i remember saying to him matt you can't go around talking like that it's not going to work but it takes a couple of weeks for it to settle down so i'd had such good results with it in my own life that i just thought i need to learn this so that's kind of how it came about. And um, then I just started studying, studying it and taking programs and courses like anything else. Um, and then what happens? Do you do one to one like this now with your clients? With Help. Yeah, the, what, what I love to do is I love to work with people who are leaders who are really serious about making a difference on the planet. And then we, we go in and we create the vision for their life. And then we go in and we see what's blocking them. So, for example, when I removed the block in the fifth dimension about this life, because I was still taking action in the third dimension, things started to flow. But you can't, it, it, I don't want to give people listening to this the wrong idea. I can't remove the blocks and you just sit there and you get what you want. It doesn't work like that. You know, <clears throat> you have to do the work, but in all dimensions. But if you're working really hard and getting nowhere, the chances are there's something going on which we can unblock. Um, and so... Getting to that. 
there's a lot of people I know that go through that. They, you know, work really hard within, outside, but just really kind of at loggerheads with the sense of achievement, getting to where they want, repeating the cycles, repeating the patterns. And now, knowing a little bit about my own journey, I can sort of identify that, oh, there's maybe past life issues there, there's ancestral patterns. Patterns are so um, difficult sometimes to see. But one of the things, just while you're on that subject, and I don't, I don't need to get you, of course, is that I did a simple exercise, um, which the lady that I was working with said to me, look, Alfred, you've got to do the work for this yourself. You know, we can do a lot of prayer work and do some past life clearing here. However, you yourself, as a conscious being, a sovereign being of light, you need to do some of the work, take responsibility for your own vehicle, for your own life, for your own self. So, um, and it was just a simple thing, but you're so right about going into the 4D, the visualization. So everyone listening to this is, Eloise is very right, you know, you have this visualization board. So I did it of my family on both sides, dad and my mum. And I went back to three generations. So my mum's mum, dad their parents and then their parents and i think we have one more and i had this huge family tree from both sides and suddenly and my mom's brilliant at helping me because i don't have any contact for the reason you know how it is in asian families that we're so kind of clicky and close yes even though we're not everyone's fighting and you know hating on each other behind the scenes yeah but you know just to kind of get an understanding so okay mom what happened in this family what happened in this family there were so many apparent um, patterns within both sides of the family. So if I'll give you an example with my dad's side. It was all the women within one, and I come under this, all remained single. Mm, interesting, okay. They, none of them have got married, barren, all barren women. Well, you see, what you can do, Alpha, is you can go in, and I can go in, and I can say, oh, do, do, do you have any blocks and restrictions to relationships? And then what happens is I get information around. So, for example, you might you might have bought into a collective illusion around saying single is safer. Like that's just a random example. But we have things called illusions and imprints. So imprints run through family generations. So I'll give you an example from my life, because it sounds to me like you might have a generational imprint around staying single. But I, the big thing in my family is food <laughs> and like weight and everything. And I had um, an imprint from my female side. It was all around, if you can't beat them, join them. So in our family, it was like, well, if you're going to eat, you're going to eat, you know. Um, so that, it's just an example because you've probably got imprints around relationships. So we can remove those. But what, what you have to then do is, and that's why coaching and this works so well, is because you then have to do new things. So it means dating, you know, you can't expect just to sit in the living, your living room, you know, and somebody will come to you. So it's getting the balance right between the action in the 3D. But once you clear the blocks in the 5D, it's a lot easier for it to manifest. And that's so true. The going on that subject, I think that and I'm aware of this. And I think that especially here in the UK, I become a little bit sort of sheltered and inhibited with the whole dating thing because the dating apps for me, I find really laborious. It's just, especially with the lack of conscious beings on there, it's just a, a breed of narcissistic type of people um, on dating apps because that is what social media and all of these dating apps have, have kind of right. um, created. 
So, no, no, only because I, I want to, I want her to help you with this, right? Yeah. So, so that, that is a pattern that you, you're right. Well, what's the point? I'm not even going to bother because there's nobody out there. Now, I had a very similar belief that was blocking me before I met my husband. You're doing it as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you're blocking yourself before you've even started. You're like, well, why would I get on a dating? Like, with this is said with love, obviously. Yeah, of course. No, everyone listening. <laughs> You know, kind of being vulnerable here, and I never, well, you never know the person that you know <laughs> that might be watching this. That might be the one. You know? Well, you, you, my God, you put that out there. You're going to be men by, by batting down the door. But what I was going to share was is I put I was. It's like law of attraction. So I went on a dating app. I, I met my husband on Tinder. Now I said exactly who I was and the fact that I was. You know, I don't. I wasn't. You know out there flying the flag for you know for, for whatever then but I was I was still like a woman on a mission yeah, to change the world I, I I still put a woman on a mission to change the world I you know I I, this is what that. I'm looking for I was so because it's mm. waste your time right you want to just clear out all the losers if they're intimidated by who, your profile good it saved you time yeah but the right man won't be intimidated and my husband read my profile and went wow she sounds amazing and his was like everything like tall you know dark and handsome whatever but you know again he, um he wasn't intimidated by what i'd wrote what i wrote and you know that, that was it first date 10 hours second date 10 hours you know, married, but moved in after that. <laughs> wow, that's really powerful. That is really, really powerful. I think sometimes we become lazy. Well, I feel I've become lazy uh, with the dating, um, you know, with the dating world because it's we create subconscious blocks within these patterns, these programmings, um, and especially with what's gone on in the last year, it's just a friend of mine, a few, few friends that are, are single, and I don't really kind of have much communication with these particular friends because we're just not now on the same mindset. They're still very much on the other side, and you know we're here on the Awakening 5D side, and they just don't get any of that. So just for that simple reason, my, my connection with them is so limited. But I realized it's like, oh, God, how are we going to find a man now in this thing? And again, you know, I sort of found myself, yeah, like, how are we? Like, almost inheriting that kind of emotion yeah. and all of that. I didn't realize this until now. I'm just picking that up now because I haven't bothered looking at all for anyone right now. Right. You and I are going to work together. I'm going to help you with that. And I just happen, and I've just been like, oh, you know, I've got Kenzo now. And it's like, my friend told me off the other day, she goes, help her. You didn't get Kenzo just to substitute a guy because you just, you know, you used to always encourage us, be on it, be on dating apps, go out there. If you know, she goes, what's happened to you? You've just literally gone into saving the world and this children stuff that you've just forgotten about some of the things you preach to us about. And just in this conversation, it's kind of ignited that, that feeling. It's like, you know, there's always a reason for something. So these things happen, absolutely. but yeah, absolutely, and that's exciting. It's really exciting when we see things. We and I think if you imagine that's exactly how the Akashic records work. We we're not even privy to how we're blocking things. You know, we don't know because we are have this illusion that we're just buying into that isn't true. Yeah, um, and so it's just not 
thinking about it. You've just no. really pointed that out, Eloise. And thank you so much. It's like, now I'm just thinking, yeah, why haven't I, you know? Because you just become so gung-ho. And I'm that kind of person, once I get passionate about something, it's almost like deviating from that path. I will not do it. And it's... But that's fine. But we've just built in a man who <laughs> is passionate about it too. But actually, you know, but then, and now you get very clear on your vision. So I would, if you, I would always encourage, you know, anybody to do the vision work first before they do. So really you clear the blocks in the fifth, you do the visual visualization and the, um, ideal man in the fourth, and then you take the action in the third, but they have to all align. You don't want to do one without the other. You know, it doesn't work. You can't you can't do the top two and then not not go out and do lunch dates. You know, yeah. it's just it's just false economy. In tier five at the moment, like we'll just do picnics. And well, you could do Zoom dates. That would be great. At least you don't have to climb out of windows like I had to at restaurants. With <laughs> Believe me, I did. Oh my god, a couple of times. I have some, I have some hilarious dating disasters, disastrous stories. But maybe maybe as I evolve on the <laughs> yeah, uh, and not just yet, but some of the most funny is like we're talking about Tinder. Oh my God, the kind of people that I attracted on Tinder. Some very funny stories there. But um, going back to just before, I know we've got a few more few more minutes before we end the show, and then I could go on for another half an hour here, an hour, probably three. Well, but we could do a bit longer. That was good. Yeah, no, no, we'll, we'll do some. I'd like to do another show with you anyway, because we've just kind of scratched the surface really here, and I just wanted my viewers to, you know kind of I'm sure there'll be loads of questions um maybe do a question and answer session at one point see how um this this show is received because there are going to be quite quite a lot of questions and you know uh, about what you do how you teach people and it's um, exciting I, name, I think that's that's the thing yeah. right it's so exciting because we've woken up to the fact that we are powerful and we can create our reality and now what we get to do is create the reality we want and you know that uh, what I'd love to just share is the the challenge that I'm doing on the 25th of January um because yeah. it's called unlock your abundance challenge um, and effectively, but you know, abundance is our birthright, but we have been programmed with poverty consciousness and we have been misled through materialism and consumerism. So we're going to be blowing the lid off all of the misnomers that people have been brought into. And as I just said, we're going to be doing Akashic Records activations where we clear out the blocks that people have got. We're going to be visualizing where we want to be and how our future looks in the abundant 5D earth. And then we're going to be playing Abundance Bingo, uh, which is basically to encourage people to take action in the third dimension. So uh, you'll get a bingo card and there'll be different tasks and loads of fun things that people will, because, you know, why not? Life's supposed to be fun. Yeah. Um, and then there's prizes and there's, you know, a prize to win a, an Akashic, a full Akashic record reading with me, which is like, you know, three in one, which is about 750 quid. So it's a good prize. Yeah. Um, so I'll have all the details, give me all the details of all of this. So I'll put it um, in my description box below of this video. I mean, I think all of this stuff, you're right. We have, we, we forget to have fun in this journey um, sometimes. And we have to, I mean, for me, sense of humor is the most important thing. I absolutely have had, I have to say. Put I've that in the profile of a man that you're looking at. Must have a good sense of humor. We're going to write these things down. S-O-H, uh, that is always on my uh, dating profile. Sense of humor is a must. And of course, you know, there has to be a chemistry. Uh, you know, we have you have to have chemistry with people, but you can't you can't tell until you meet someone, you know. Um, I did have a question for you and I've just completely slipped my mind. Um 
it was to do with the Akashic Records. And okay, so when you're working with people, mm -hmm. do you start off there with the Akashic Records first and you sort of then work down, you know, first of all, you find out what it is they're trying to achieve and you go and sort of identify where their blockages are? Yeah, so you do, um, you can do it two ways. Like the best way to do it is to, to like, depending if, if you're committed and you can afford to work with me kind of on a on consistent basis, I'd say let's do six months. And then you probably do one reading every month. Um, and then what we do is we go through, we look at your soul blueprint. We look at any blocks and restrictions in your soul. We look at uh, soul realignment. We clear, so I can clear negative thought forms and stuff as well. So what I mean by that is if you say you're better caught in a loop of negative thinking, I can go in and I can see what lower level thinking you've got and I can clear that. Um, what about memory, like distracted sort of? Uh, thought processes, lack of memory, um, scatty memory. Yeah, like um, guilt, shame, lack, um, self, um, self-worth, um, anything that kind of, because if you imagine it's vibrational, so yeah. what we're doing is we're raising your vibration. So we want, so we want to clear anything that is blocking you having a high vibration. And then what happens through the, the process is you're naturally your you increase your vibrational state. So your soul vibration rate increases. And then the other way I can work with people, this is just like a specific thing that people really want that their health, for example, we go in and we look at all the blocks and restrictions around health. Um, and we unblock them. And then we do have to do this action plan because, you know, I can do my bit, but you have to do your bit. You have to do your bit, yeah. Um, this is the question I just wanted to ask you. Given what, we, what we've been exposed to in the world now and what we know um, at the other side of this, what are your thoughts about spiritual um, and spiritual coaches, spiritual mentors who are still not on this side of, you know, this awareness of what really has been going on with the children. Great with, question. Yeah. So what are your thoughts? Great with, question. Where people that align with that, because for me, I'll give you, I'll, I'll try and speak as coherent as possible as I can with this, because it's all a bit scrambled in my mind. But I have gone to say um, in the past when, because I've always been self-employed, so I thought, well, I need to develop myself, you know, personally, so I used to go on all these courses. For my sins, NLP. I done NLP with um, this guy. I won't mention his name. It's quite well known. I would walk away feeling like, yeah, this is great because it's a momentary, momentarily, um, a sense of feeling of being elated, and you like, yeah, like I can do this. But then there'll be a huge like low afterwards. But I would learn a lot of the skills, and I'd find it okay. But I would never connect. So about three, four months later, I just would forget everything that I learned that I paid for on those courses. So it wouldn't, I wouldn't retain that information. Then I've been on like, say, um, another person who's a life coach, but they're so not awake. They align with all these corporate people like the Richard Ransons and the Mark Zuckerbergs and all these people. One, maybe because they just genuinely didn't know, like a lot of people innocently did not know and they've gone about their lives. Um, teaching and being coaches without realizing this dark side of people that they're sort of using as role models. So what I'm having a little bit of difficulty is that, you know, when you're now looking at all these people, um, that are life coaches, that are spiritual coaches, they're still aligned with the wrong energy. So what are your thoughts on all of that? 
Well, first of all, that is a great question, really great question, and one that I pondered myself for quite a long time. Um, and this is where I've got to with it. So, um, again, what I've seen in the Akashic Records is people can have blocks to actually seeing what is happening right now. So it's almost like you can only see yourself and see the world at the level you've met yourself. So I suppose what I, what I mean by that is, again, some of us have had more past lives on the planet than others. Some are younger souls, some are older souls. You know, I know just from talking to you, you're a very old soul, you know, that's who you are. Um, now, some people have blocks, like I've cleared them. I've actually gone in and cleared people in my circle. You probably don't know that. Um, but I've cleared their blocks because they had a past life or past things blocking them from seeing what was happening right now. So just because somebody can't see and is caught in the mainstream media narrative doesn't mean make them a bad person, no. you know, at all. And I think we have to be, you know, our role now moving forward as everything gets exposed is we have to sort of obviously, you know, help those people. But um, I was fascinated. Why do some people get it instantly and why do other people not? And so that's kind of what I discovered. Um, the other answer to your question is um, it's been very difficult. I think the new age consciousness has been designed as another trap. So you have what we call consciousness traps. And most of humanity have been kept in the poverty consciousness trap. Now, we've been programmed into poverty consciousness, but when I think when they realized that this planet was shifting, the vibration was raising, they realized they're going to have to distract people. So you look at the likes of Oprah Winfrey, you know, what better way is to pull people into this new age consciousness, Deepak Chopra, whoever, who they're teaching kind of they're teaching good stuff, but they're not teaching you how to become enlightened. No. they're not teaching you the seven alchemical levels then you know they're not teaching you like you said nlp will improve your life but it's not going to teach you really how to raise your vibration no because it's constructs of the cabal it's cabal constructs. it's a distraction technique yeah. now where it's confusing for everybody now and you know this is something relatively new in my own development you know like how do i know who to listen to how do i know who to trust out yes i want to touch on that so by doing the work, you're developing your spidey sense. Okay. Any teacher that says I'm the guru, you're the student, get rid of them. It's all about personal sovereignty. People should be encouraging you to really step into your own power. Absolutely. Um, so and now some teachers, well, I think some teachers maybe in their contracts, like, I don't know this, this is my feeling. I feel like some of the kind of bigger, maybe the bigger ones, you know, I'm not naming names, but maybe they're not allowed to talk about this stuff. Maybe it's in their contract, which is, you know, we've, where have we heard that before? They've got a contract and they can talk about this and they can talk about that. You know, that's potentially also going on. Um, but I think the best thing for people to do who are listening is start, this is why I go back to my little pendulum friend, um, because your higher self will be able to discern what is right for you, and what isn't. So I will listen to something. If my if my higher self lets me listen, often I will turn something on and, and it goes, well, no, I can't even listen to that. You know, that shows me it's not it's not in alignment with me. But if I am listening, I just go and I check and I ask a question. Is this true for me? You know, and and should is this information I need to take on board? You know, trust yourself, but be discerning. Just because somebody says they're a light worker doesn't mean that they are the, the light type of light worker that you really want to work with. So, you know, this is a really personal, individual process for every single person listening. But my best advice is get one of these. 
um, and start to use it in your everyday life because by part of ascending is integrating our higher selves. 100%. Now, to integrate your higher self, you can't go to the gym one day and build muscle. I wish I could. I'm starting to work out again and it's a bit of a shock to the system. Um, but it's the same with your higher self. You have to use tools and you have to integrate it and you have to work with it. So the more you start to build a connection with your pendulum, with your higher self, the more you'll integrate your higher self and the more you will be shown the right information and you know you will just know what is true for you yeah yeah because it kind of adjusts your energy it is working within you it is your sort of sort of compass your sat nav and it's again dealing and, and really integrating within your uh, sixth sense and i think that's what's navigated me without even me consciously being aware of it that i've been so guided um i i do pray I don't do things conventionally like my parents have taught me to. Everything has just been an inner compass guidance. And I just say that in all my shows. So I don't even know how I know certain things. Um, and, and I feel very, very gifted and blessed because of that, because it has helped me a lot quicker than later to see now things that, oh, God, I dodged a bullet there. And like maybe in friendships, relationships, or yeah, just in all, all areas of my life. And as I've got older, I've learned to discern and really been able to protect myself. Growing up, very open, just the world was great, rose-tinted glasses, had a lot of trauma, a lot of stuff that's happened, but this bubbly personality that was just suppressed, 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 suppressed. I realize now just how strong I was, um, especially with sort of my Jamatra, my, the sacred Jamatra of my birth time. Yeah, I'm born at 11 minutes past 11, and that number mm, cool. me, that number for me is really prevalent in everything, and it just started bombarding me in um, 2015, and I think that was really like the angels desperately trying to tell me out that there is a journey for you from this this is not what you're about where you've had to go through xyz for it to be a guidance and, and and a place for you to reference by by means of understanding or understanding other people so you get it because you had a glimpse of all these kind of like traumas in your life where um therefore you are going to be able to help humanity and being a virgo you know, and love being of service to other people. I don't really identify with all of these labels and stuff, but I, 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 I'm fascinated by um, astrology. Um, but it's just about helping you kind of learn about yourself, you know, mm -hmm. um, what, what's your sole purpose, what's your life path number. And then, then you kind of integrate all these kind of gnosis and learn, you know, of who you are, because that is the biggest question, who are you? And unfortunately, because of this, poverty conscious lack based mentality this conditioning of the cabal we are identifying with the wrong things yeah with the wrong things the wrong people like idolizing you know celebrity over like worshiping god um mm. that's become quite you know prevalent in the last um 10 years more so with the advent of social media yeah, idolizing, you know, pop idol. So we're almost sort of subliminally being programmed to idolize the wrong people and then comes with that they're who they are as people. So we're forgetting self and self is not your title. You're not a doctor. You're not a daughter. You're not a son. You are, you know, these are sort of 
labels, but they're not who we are. So it is the journey to self-actualization and who we are and working within our six, uh, within, within all our senses. But yeah, that wholeness, mind, body, and soul. You're not your mind, you are not your body. And a lot of the yoga principles are yoga is a way of life. It's doing your dharma, you know, as well as you doing all the sort of physical exercises, but it's who you are as a person. That's tr the essence of true yoga. You're doing your the way. The way I love to describe it is you go from doing to being. To being, yeah. Because we are who you are. in who we are. Oh, gosh. I've really enjoyed this one. I think we need this a part two. And, I, and I'd like to do it sooner than later, um, for sure. So, everyone, I hope you've enjoyed this because I've really enjoyed it. And if you have any questions, please um, inbox me on my Facebook if you'd like to ask Louise some, something. Uh, uh, Louise, I keep calling you Louise because I've been speaking to my friend all <laughs> night last night. Um, yeah, inbox me and all of her details will be at the um, description box on this video. So, Louise, um, Aloise, thank you so, so much. I've just completely into this conversation and I could go on forever, but I think it's a great point to end. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for being oh, my pleasure. Today. My pleasure, darling. Always a pleasure to uh, talk to you. And I really thoroughly enjoyed it as well. So yeah, let's do lots of information. So part, we'll do part two very soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Dharma Life podcast. I do hope you enjoyed this episode. Please come over and say hello on my Instagram, our Facebook group. And also, please let me know what you thought. So if you are listening, please take a screenshot of the podcast that you are listening to. Tag me on Instagram and I will reshare your post. And please let me know what it is that you got out of today's episode. Remember, when we do our Dharma, we are happier, healthier, we live longer, and we have a deep sense of unshakable inner peace.